I'm WSB's Clark Howard. Howard. From Dunwoody to Douglasville. Washington to Woodstock. Whenever and wherever there's there severe weather, a traffic red alert, or breaking news, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will break in. Depend on it. Sean Hannity. The new, the new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Now, Jamie Dupree with the latest breaking news from our nation's capital. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C. Our good friend Jamie Dupree is back. A lot hey, going Sean, on today. How you doing? Um, well, I'm doing good. You know, a couple of congressmen reaching out to me. They're as angry as I am. They heard my comments yesterday. Why the secrecy on the Trans-Pacific trade issue that's going on? And uh, they said, good, I'm glad you're you're criticizing it because all these people, both the president and Republicans and everybody else, they all promise they're going to be transparent. They're not transparent. And uh, it seems that some Republicans are pretty angry at the leadership on this, too. I do think that there are there will be opposition in the House on the trade bill, just as there was opposition in the Senate. But uh, as of this point in time, I still think a majority of Republicans will vote for this fast track bill, which would again what it would do is it would say once this trade deal is negotiated, then it can come to the Congress to be voted on, but only in an up or down vote. No amendments would be allowed. Again, as we've discussed before, that's been the standard operating procedure before, whether in a Democratic or a Republican administration. But I can go back, I think, in the Bush administration, if I remember correctly, when President George W. Bush asked the Congress for similar fast track authority. It was a very close vote, if I remember correctly, in the House. And you'll get some a lot of Democrats who will oppose this simply because big labor is opposed to the idea of the free trade agreement. And then you will get some Republicans who don't like the secrecy, who would like to know more about what's inside the deal before they're asked to vote on it. You know, it's just like Nancy Pelosi. Well, you have to pass it before you find out what's in it. And Republicans are doing the same thing. Well, look, I think a lot of Republicans, though, they argue that in, in, in the end, this is still the best thing to do for economic growth, that it will open new markets, bring uh, new opportunities for exports and for growth here in the U.S. And, you know, sometimes I wonder at this point in time with these kind of stories is that we hear a lot of people who are raising issues about it, but will there really be that many votes against it? I mean, there was a lot of noise in the Senate, and yet there were 62 votes there in the Senate for this plan. Uh, We'll see whether or not the same thing will happen in the House. A, A vote has not been set as yet. There had been a little talk that maybe the GOP leadership would bring it up next week, but we haven't gotten the schedule for next week. Whatever happened to we the people getting to see things? You know, what, what happened to that aspect of government? You know, I know you were raised and your father spent a lot of time on Capitol Hill and he gave you a lot of good lessons. Did he ever give you the lesson that they are supposed to be public servants? Well, they are. Well, I would say this. I bet that we haven't had a trade deals when they're being negotiated or not usually public documents until after they're done. OK, but then why not give us the parameters that they are laying out here and a, and basically a blank check once again? That, to me, just reeks of secrecy. Well, how is it a blank and, check? That's what I don't understand. Well, and as much as they're doing what they want to do, why can't we see what's in it? Why can't they tell us before they vote to give the approval or make it easier for the president to move this forward? Well, I think I mean, it's like anything. The deal is not finished is the way it's been explained to me. OK, so then why are they voting on it? No, they're not voting on the plan. They're voting on the, the uh, they're voting on the ability to move the plan. But why are they voting on that before the plan is made public? Because that's that's the way. Again, I'm not defending it. I'm just saying that this is the way it's been done in the past. Is that they vote to give the authority 
to the president to negotiate a deal. And then once it's done, it can come right to the Congress and be voted up or down, yes or no. So this deal, the way it's been explained to me, is not finished. There's an awful lot of work that has been done. That's what people are talking about, that they've gone in and read it. But uh, this only allows for a plan to come to the floor of the House and the Senate with no amendments allowed, a special Why procedure. do I suspect we're never going to get to where we need to be with this? Why am I going to suspect that there's things buried here that we don't know about? And that's the problem with all of this. I think there ought to be transparency in government. Uh, well, it looks like the, the right is meeting the left on this, because uh, I think we could take that quote from you right there yeah. and maybe slap Elizabeth Warren's name on it. And it's just about the same thing that a lot of the Democratic critics are saying right now. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, there's a lot of other things going on here today, uh, not the least of which is this ruling that came down yesterday. And uh, there was a drudge headline that was up last night that the Obama presidency is coming apart based on legal challenges to its unconstitutional methods. You know, I think when it comes to immigration, we discussed a little of this yesterday. I really believe we have to start wondering whether or not these executive actions on immigration will ever go into effect while the Obama administration is in office. I mean, think about it. What was ruled on yesterday was just the issue of a stay of the injunction against the, the executive actions. We'll have arguments in July before the Fifth Circuit on the injunction. The original federal judge in this case in South Texas has not even ruled on the merits of the matter as yet as to whether or not the executive actions are legit or are they cons unconstitutional. But, but so, look at all that the president has to have decided by the courts, including the, the battle that will be adjudicated on in the Supreme Court over health care. Uh, some gay rights issues that the president's awaiting decisions on. It seems like his entire agenda now is now hanging in the balance in the courts, is my point. Well, I, I think that uh, I wouldn't say that on gay marriage it is, because I think a lot of people believe the court's going to rule in his favor. But on the health law, I mean, obviously, he survived one challenge, though they did strike down part of the law at the beginning. And then we'll see what happens here with the subsidies. That ruling should be out as we, uh, you know, I look into June. I would expect that ruling on the health law to be out either the week of the uh, last full week of June or the last couple of days of June. So we'll hear that. But on immigration, you know, I, I don't think it's it, there's no guarantee that this these cases and all these different things involved with the executive actions. There is no guarantee that that legal battle will be wrapped up by the time this president leaves. And I think we do have to raise that possibility that these executive actions will never go into effect, making that next election all the more important, because if a Republican does win, then the Republican could conceivably walk in and just turn the key and say, we're not doing this anymore. What do you think about the battle emerging now between Carly Fiorina, you know, saying titles are just titles. Hillary Clinton's track record includes the collapse of the Middle East, the failed Russian reset. And uh, much more. What do you think of that battle? You know, uh, she's down. Uh, she's shadowing Hillary a little today down in Columbia, South Carolina. South Carolina. No. And and look, Carly Fiorina, there's been a number of stories about her getting uh, very good reception in Iowa. It hasn't yet translated into the polls or anything like that. But she certainly has been a voice that has been out there and has been after Hillary Clinton from the beginning. I think when I wrote a story about her a few weeks ago was, uh, you know, I was struck going listening to her speeches and everything as to how big of an applause line she would get when she went after Hillary Clinton. Being a woman makes it a little more impactful as well. 
Yeah, look, I think that what we see now is a lot of Republicans not only looking for ways to set themselves apart from each other, but using Hillary Clinton as a punching bag as well. She, Hillary Clinton, is in South Carolina today. She'll be in Atlanta tomorrow raising money and also then down in Florida, South Florida tomorrow as well. I don't know if she's going to hook up, uh, uh, if she's going to be down there at the same time or in the same place where the president is going to be, but they will both be in South Florida for a while tomorrow. You know, we keep reading that Hillary wants to sort of rebuild the Obama coalition, and that's why she's been moving more solidly and steadily to the left. Washington Free Beacon had a pretty good observation. Quote, there's a stunning lack of racial diversity among the pre-screened everyday Americans at Hillary Clinton's campaign events. Uh, They did an analysis of this. He plans to meet with minority women, small business owners in South Carolina today. But the roundtable events that she's hosted since announcing, for the most part, have been, their words, as excruciatingly white you know, when Republican events draw draw large, largely white crowds, the media complains. They say, well, the, the GOP isn't inclusive enough. Well, I would say that's actually you, you bring forward one of the, the things that people sometimes raise about Iowa and New Hampshire being early is that there is not much of a sort of representation of minorities in those states. We'll see. I haven't seen the photos today from South Carolina, but certainly Hillary Clinton has a chance to change that when she moves south. Let's go to this federal judge was asked to force the State Department to more quickly release Hillary's emails. Explain that. Yeah, the State Department yesterday floated a plan, Sean, that said, "Okay, we'll release another batch of Hillary Clinton's emails from her time as secretary of state on June 30th. And then what the State Department proposed was then they would release more emails two months after that. So that would be the end of August, then two months after that, the end of October, two months after that, and wrap it all up by the end of January of next year. The lawyers for this Vice News news organization that is one of the uh, different groups that has brought a lawsuit against the State Department put in a filing this morning that I dug up today from the courts and it said, no, 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 two months, that's too much. They said they would agree to June 30 as the next date for more Hillary Clinton emails But then they want them released every two weeks after that, a rolling kind of process. So the judge at this point, I haven't seen that he's ruled or anything, but I would assume he's going to come up with some kind of plan and force the State Department to follow a schedule for releasing these emails. Remember, these are the emails that Hillary Clinton had on that unusual personal email server setup that she had while she was Secretary of State, got rid of some handed these over to the State Department, and that's what they've been going through for the last few months. Unbelievable. I mean, and we know that some 30,000 were deleted, right? And we don't know if that was the real number because we don't have the server to confirm that. Yeah, they say they have 30,000 is about, that was the estimate that they have at the State Department. They released 296 of them last Friday on the Benghazi attacks. So they say there's about, uh, that would leave, what, uh, you know, a little less than 30,000 overall still to go through. Now, the State Department, remember, last week, originally, they wanted to hold on to all of them until next January, and the judge told them that simply was not an acceptable plan. Yeah. So what about the, what what else are we expecting? And there's about 13 cases before the Supreme Court. Let me go through some of them, because sure. I, I think that this is... They're going to be very interesting, and the the premise is Obama's legacy is in legal jeopardy. You've got marriage and gay rights. You have a, a feeling that that's going to go the president's way, right? It would seem like it. I mean, I hate to predict what the high court is going to do, but it just sort of seems that way, but we'll see. Yeah, well, they've said that, that the right to marry is a basic liberty protected by the Constitution. Same-sex couples raising children say it's a matter of equal rights, and... 
in defense of laws banning gay marriage. The states like Kentucky, Michigan, Ohio, Tennessee say the decision should be left to them and their voters. So it's going to be interesting to see how the court comes down. That's what the decision is there. We got a health insurance decision that's coming up yep. and tax that one's subsidies. On, uh, whether or not you have to only go through the state exchanges in order to get subsidies, of course, that uh, turns on what four or five words inside the law that was obviously rushed and written and not really modified the right way. And uh, there's a lot of people here who believe that uh, whatever the ruling is by the court, it will certainly set off a big political reaction. I would bet that that will be one of the last cases issued by the court probably late in June. Yeah, there's an issue that's controversial about race and housing bias and what is deemed as one of the more important civil rights cases, deciding the reach of the Fair Housing Act of 68 because it forbids refusing to sell or rent to people based on their race, religion, sex, or national origin. And judges have said it forbids more than blatant acts of bias, but also zoning, lending rules and practices, etc., if they have a discriminatory effect on race. Yeah, what we get down to now as we move into June is that the high court will have, you know, I, I don't know how many you said are left, about two dozen or so uh, uh, decisions, and they'll just parcel those out over the last few weeks, and usually they hold the big cases for right at the end, and I would think that would be Monday, June 29th, or Tuesday, the 30th. And there's also Maybe we can have the health law and the gay marriage ruling on the 30th, and then the State Department can release the Hillary emails at the exact same time. What do you think? I like your thinking. I think that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> What did Loretta Lynch do? She urged the Senate to accept the USA Freedom Act. What's the latest on that? Yeah, this is that ongoing issue about NSA surveillance reform. You remember the Senate left town early last Saturday morning, unable to get anything done. On Sunday, there are several provisions of intelligence surveillance law that expire. One very controversial about the bulk collection of records that's been used by the NSA. This new bill that was approved by the House would do away with that and force the NSA to go the regular route through the courts to get a warrant and get approved. It would also make some other changes and renew two other provisions that are fairly non-controversial but are expiring on Sunday anyway. One deals with roving wiretaps to watch uh, terrorism suspects. The other is on so-called lone wolf terrorists. It used to be, Sean, that you had to be affiliated or known to be affiliated with a terror group in order to be watched. But now uh, this this what this has done since the Patriot Act was approved was give intelligence uh, uh, analysts the right to watch people, even if they weren't related to a terrorist group who might be operating here in the U.S. Certainly, we've had a lot of attention. Rand Paul's given a lot to the Patriot Act and the bulk collection of records. But it's only three different provisions that expire by Sunday. All of that would be renewed, plus other reforms would be made by this bill that was approved easily in the House, a big bipartisan majority. And right now, the way this is rolling is the only people standing in the way of that, Senator McConnell and a bunch of other Republicans, who they would like to have their own ideas floated. But you know what? They didn't get their bill to the Senate floor in time to have that debate. And I'm not sure what's going to happen. It may be the old thing we call it being jammed. And right now, McConnell and the Republicans are being jammed by the House and the White House at this point. All right. Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington, sir. You're a great American. Thank you so much for being with us. When we come back, Governor uh, Bobby Jindal of Louisiana, he's taken on the president and Rand Paul. We'll explain when we get back. Then later on, uh, John Kasich looks like he is going to run. And we'll talk about the situation of the shooting and of this of what, 137 shots in an incident in Cleveland 
and the officer was acquitted. He fired 49 shots at two unarmed victims, and it's created quite a controversy. Many people have now been arrested in Cleveland. So we'll check in with uh, con- former Congressman Governor Kasich on that. Hey, listen, are you the next world-famous entrepreneur? Maybe you don't care about fame. Maybe you just want to help people with your great mind and inventions. Maybe whatever your motivation, if you're an innovator, you can launch your dream this month at LegalZoom.com. Now, you can incorporate, form an LLC to start your business. You can register your trademark to protect your products, your services. You can apply for a patent to secure your invention. Now, over the past decade, LegalZoom has helped more than a million people just like you turn their ideas into a reality. So what's special about this month? Well, for a limited time, you get special savings on any trademark, copyright, provisional patent application. Just go to LegalZoom.com today and you can get started. And they can even help you if you have a great idea, but you're not really sure where to begin. Now, they're not a law firm, but you can get advice from LegalZoom.com's network of independent attorneys in most states. Now, that means you can get the guidance that you need to get your great idea off the ground. Don't forget, put my last name, Hannity, in the referral box when you check out this month for your special discount. Remember the name, LegalZoom.com, LegalZoom.com. You're tired of government overreach and Big Brother watching back America. This is the Hannity Show. News 95.5 and AM 750. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.